podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. I hope that you've all had a good week. More new appears to be in our vision, in our line of sight. And from tomorrow, well, I guess Snow White is going to find it really difficult. She's got some tough decisions to make. You can almost guarantee that one's going to be grumpy and uh, one's not going to be happy. I'll leave the bad jokes there, eh? Um, We're still, truthfully, in very uncertain times. But... As we saw last week, we can remind ourselves of what God is doing and who God is and how much he loves us. You remember we looked in Lamentations and it said to us, because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. His compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So yes, It may be uncertain. Yes, we may feel like we have a duty to worry. But let's not forget who we serve. Let's not forget the God that we know and that we understand who loves us. Let's not forget the God that we know and love put the galaxies into space. Let's not forget the God that we serve, called the ant and the blue whale into being, complete opposite ends of the scale. Let's not forget that the God that we know and love is in absolute control. Let's not forget that he breathed life into our lungs. Let's not forget that he loved us enough to give his very best for us. He's not gone on holiday. He's not taking a long nap. What he is doing in these uncertain times, in a world that's so full of sin and confusion, what he's doing is building up faith and endurance and determination in his children, in you and me, as we continue to navigate these difficult times with our eyes prayerfully fixed on him. Amen. As we're going to carry on our new series, the passage that I want to look at today is in John 34, uh, 13, sorry, and verse 34. Those and 35 are our particular verses. But let's just take it back, if, if, uh, if you'll allow me, to verse 31 of John chapter 13. When he was gone, talking about Judas... When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You look for me and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now where I'm going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples 
if you love one another. Let's just pray. Lord, we ask as we just look into your word now that you would just speak into our hearts, Lord, that we might just see and understand what you've got to say to us. We thank you for your word and we thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing for us. Continue to be with us, keep us safe, we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This is what can be considered, and there are a lot of them through scripture, but this can be considered a seismic shift. It is a seismic shift, a moment that changes absolutely everything for the disciples. Their time with Jesus and their understanding of Scripture had only gone so far, but now they're starting to see who Jesus is and what Jesus has done and what he's going to do for humanity, for the world. Jesus here in these verses changes the standard by how we measure love to one another. He changes the standard of how we're to think about love and what we're to do and how we are to love one another. As you know, when you look through scripture, that loving your neighbour, loving those around about you, well, that's not a new command. In actual fact, it was a command right in the very beginning. It was something that was in the law that the Jews would know and that would, they would understand. And the disciples too, those that uh, would understand and would know that loving your neighbour wasn't new at all. In fact, it formed the law that the Jews tried to follow. Jesus himself absolutely references this in Matthew 22, verse 34 through 40. Again, let me just read it to you. If you don't have your Bibles, it, it'll be up on the screen. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees that had got together, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. You see, we're to love each other. We're to love our neighbour. It's not new in that sense. Listen, here as Jesus references the Old Covenant, the Old Testament law, he says, love each other, love one another, love as you love yourself. That was the standard. Love your neighbour as you love yourself. We're to love each other. And Jesus makes that clear and the word has made that clear from the very beginning. So what is the new that Jesus is talking about here back in John chapter 13? What is this new? Love your neighbour how? And listen to what he says. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Love one another as I have loved you. 
You see, that is new emphasis. That is new direction. That is new to the disciples. Jesus says, love as I have loved you. The original uh, text here uses the word agape or agape to one another. Love one another. Love each other as God loves us. You see, the agape is an unconditional love. It's not dependent on you or me. God loves us because God is love. And the truth is, when we see the old covenant, the old testament, and the old way that love was uh, measured, that we love our neighbour as we love ourselves, we don't always love ourselves, do we? We don't always love ourselves, but God loves us unconditionally. No requirement, no qualification. He is love and he loves us. Let me say that again. He is love and he loves you. Jesus is changing everything here for his disciples because they'll soon see what he meant when he said, love as I have loved you. He loved them enough. He loves you and me enough to take our place on the cross. And the disciples to this point only knew partly what Jesus was on about. That Jesus was about to show them that his love for them and for the world was completely and utterly unconditional. He loves us enough to take our place on the cross, to die in our place, bearing the punishment that we deserve for our sin. Jesus didn't sin. The Bible tells us he knew no sin. He was perfect, yet he still went to the cross. And the question is today, as it has been so many times, Lord, why would you do that? Why would you go to the cross? Why would you take my place? Why would you do what you've done for the world? Why? And the answer is always the same. Love. Love was why. Love for you, love for me, love for your family and friends, for your colleagues and peers. He loves everyone. The Bible's so clear in one of our favourite verses, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God so loved the world, you and me and everyone who has ever been and going to be, God loves us. So Jesus says, here's a new command. Oh, it's, it's a command you know and you understand, but here's the new way. There's a new way, a new command. Don't love in a way that requires some form of reciprocation, that I'll love you if you love me. Love in a way that is unconditional. Love, he says, as I have loved you. Love as I have loved you. Romans 5 verse 8 says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let me say that again. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
And you word it a different way. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were enemies of the cross, while we were enemies of God, while we turn our back on God and say, God, I want nothing to do with you at all. While we were enemies, Christ died for us. You see, it wasn't dependent on you or me. It was dependent on his love for us. And that is unconditional agape love. A love that is not dependent on you or me, but on who he is. And he is love. Jesus died in our place while we were still sinners. You see what I mean then when I said earlier on about it being a seismic shift because it is a seismic shift. All of a sudden the disciples would know and understand that they had to this point that they knew a perfect example. Somebody who loved unconditionally and they're going to see even more so as Jesus was to go to the cross that they were going to have an example that was absolutely perfect. One who would take their place, take your place, take my place. That's love. And they were about to see and understand. Jesus loves unconditionally. And now we see, because we have the whole picture, what love is. 1 John 3 and verse 16, 1 John 3 and verse 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. You could say to me today, Matt, how do you know what love is? I could say, this is how I know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for me. That's how I know what love is. I understand love because Christ has died for me when I did not love him. He gave himself for me when I did not care. He gave his very best for the very worst of me. That's how I know what love is. And so many throughout the world, throughout history, can testify to the same truth as they've known and understood that God loves us. And Jesus took our place on the cross. Jesus goes on to say, back in John 13 again and verse 35, that there is a way then that people know who we are as believers, as Christians. Listen, he says in verse 35, By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples. But by what? Well, you must love one another. Love as I have loved you. Love one another. And when you do that, people will know who you are. People will be able to identify who we are by the way that we love one another. This is how people know that we're followers of Christ. How we love one another. Not just those who look like us or sound like us. Not just those that are the same or similar age to us and have similar interests. But everyone. That's a message that we need to hear, isn't it? That we're to love everyone. 
This is how we know what love is. Christ died for us. And our example is perfect. We love how Jesus has loved us unconditionally, giving the love that God has poured into us, like the cup, as you continue to fill it, eventually at some point it will overflow. And that is how we're to love. The love of God fills us up until there's nowhere else for it to go. It has to overflow to those around about us. We love as God has loved us. We love as Christ has loved us. That it's an outflowing of what we are receiving. It's a seismic shift for the disciples. And maybe it's a seismic shift for you today. That we're to love unconditionally. We're to love those around about us. We love how Jesus loves us. It's new. It's radical. And the disciples to this point only had some idea of what Jesus was talking about. But we have the whole picture. And we can see today what Jesus has done for us. All we need to do is look into his word. And when we do, we cannot help but see a love story written from God who is love to his children who he loves, to you and to me. If you want to know more about this love, if you want to know more about what Jesus has done for you, then I would encourage you to speak to us. There are so many different avenues to be able to do that. You can jump onto our webpage, you can uh, private messages on Facebook or Instagram. There are so many different ways to get in touch. Don't leave it. Don't just say, oh, well, it'll do. I'll have a look myself and I'll try and find out. Come and talk to us. I'd encourage you to do that. We'd love to hear from you. But also for those of us that have accepted Christ as saviour, those of us that have seen what he's done for us and understood it and accepted Christ as our saviour, then the challenge is for us today that we're to love as Christ has loved us. We're to love as God loves us, unconditionally overflowing with the love that God has poured into us to all those around about us. The seismic shift has happened for you and for me. It's 2020. The love hasn't changed. It's always been there. It's always been our example. So let's step into it. Let's step into what God has called us to and let's love those around us as Christ has loved us. We're going to love one another as Jesus has loved us. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that we are able to see here today what your word has recorded for us, that Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you, this new command I give you. And we just ask, Lord, that you would just help us to love as you have loved us. And I pray, Lord, for those today that don't yet know you as their Lord and Saviour, that, Father, that they would have their hearts stirred and that they would want to look and that they would want to find out what this love is. And I ask that you would just speak into hearts and lives today. 
I just thank you that we've been able to look together, we've been able to worship together. Just keep us safe and bless us, we ask, over these coming days. In Jesus' precious name, amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. 